Welcome to the Change Chats. Inspiring talks from people creating change to inspire people to create change. The chats are recorded in front of a live audience in Vancouver, Canada. Okay, yeah, so Josh asked me to talk to uh, changes or changing the clothing industry. So I'll start off by telling you a little bit of uh, Sitka history and, uh, and then I'll try to give you all some, some tips and choices you can make in, when you're purchasing clothing. Um, and then I'll, I'll finish off by talking a little bit about uh, you know, what, what we're up to at Sitka in, in, in this realm here. Okay, so this is a, this is a photo of a surf spot on Vancouver Island. You have to pretend like you never saw this though. <laughs> get in trouble. Um, but why I chose this photo is uh, there's there's a spruce tree and you can just see a, a, a little bit of it on the right there, but it grows on the point. And that, that's actually what we named our company after, was that spruce tree that, that grows on the point of the surf spot there. <laughs> we, we didn't see that. Uh, and so we actually started the company by making surfboards in 2002 in uh, my, my business partner's garage in Japan. So, um, not too long after the surfboards, we started printing our logo on, on t-shirts. Those sold quite a bit quicker than the boards did. And uh, so that's how we got in, into the apparel side of things. Uh, this is a photo from one of our earlier catalogs, maybe like 2006, something like that. Um, so uh, we, were, we were in business school together. That's where Andrew and I met at the University of Victoria. And uh, we got to use Sitka for a lot of class projects, including writing a business plan. So we'd made a plan. It was a pretty simple plan. We wanted to take that the model that the Quicksilvers and the Billabongs and so forth, those type of brands that came before us, and do a uh, you know Pacific Northwest version of that. So instead of Kelly Slater next next to a palm tree, you know you had Reed Jackson next next to a Sitka tree. So. Um, and so, like those before us, you know, we, we, we saw what they were up to, we saw where and who they were manufacturing with, and we, we took our manufacturing overseas. So, this is a photo from a, a factory in, in India. And we mainly produced our products previously in, in China, but also some in India, some in Indonesia, some in Japan, so a little bit all over. Um, yeah, so along that path, 15 years of producing clothing, um, you know, you come to realize that you're in a, you're in a pretty dirty industry. You know, a lot of people say this is the second, you know, dirtiest industry in the world, uh, second only to oil. And, and we'll see a little further on that actually the, the oil industry and uh, the clothing industry is very connected. I wanted a show of hands of, of who would say they have a really good sense of, you know, what, what their clothing is made out of and, and how it's made? Yeah, don't feel bad about that because it's re it's really you know it's really hard to know. Um, we we have labels on our clothing and, and you maybe get that top bit there that'll say okay 
it's X percentage of cotton and you know thirty four percent polyester, twelve percent tinsel, but it's like what 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 the heck does that mean? You know? And it doesn't really tell us much. But you know, perhaps in the future we might see a tag that, that explains a bit more the, the true cost of what's going into making our clothing. So maybe it would say something like, you know, one endangered rainforest tree was knocked down to make this or you know, 8,000 liters of water, or 70 kilograms of carbon dioxide, and so forth. And maybe we'd say it may contain PCP, hydrogen chloride, formaldehyde, you know, on and on. Um, so I came up with this um, cheat sheet for us. I don't know if in the back you can see the different ones there, but I, you know, I would suggest maybe taking a photo of this, or I don't know, I, I can share it with you somehow. Um, but uh, basically I, I put, uh, you know, natural fibers, plant-based plant and animal ones are, are a little more green-like, like green means go. Um, in the middle here we have yellow lights, so caution, beware, maybe ask questions. So there's some animal-based ones in there and also some uh, semi-synthetic or cellulose-based, which um, when th those ones like cellulose-based, you'll, you'll see lyocell, tensile, rayon, viscose, acetate, modal, bamboo. You're like, what? What the heck is all this stuff? And and, and basically, those ones that, that that that's coming from trees. So people will often call these, you know, natural. But it's a pretty intensive chemical process to take a tree and turn it into a fiber that you can actually wear. <clears throat> Lyocell and tensile falls into the alternative choices, in, in, into the, the, the caution, uh, because it, it is a closed loop system, so they're able to reuse those solvents uh, again and again. However, you know, the other ones, I, I put in the just walk away, <laughs> don't, don't buy category, the avoid uh, if you can. Uh, so that's like rayon, viscose, acetate, modal, bamboo. Avoid those. Um, super heavy chemical process, and also uh, it's likely that the company you're buying it from has no idea what trees are being used to make make those products. Is there organic bamboo? Uh, I mean, yeah, for sure there would be bamboo that that was grown organically. Uh, sorry, the question was: Is there organic bamboo? And and yeah. Uh, bamboo is often uh, touted as, you know, kind of an eco-friendly fiber. Uh, however, that's a misnomer. It's not. Yeah. So don't don't get tricked into that one. Yeah. Why? But the ba the bamboo itself could be grown organically, but then to turn bamboo into actual clothing, very very intense chemical process. Yeah. So, and I, I know I'm looking at a lot of faces and it's like, oh man, like this is, this is sad news. And, you know, you're right, it's like, it's a, it's a bit of a bummer, but that, you know, you're getting the information here and then you can, you can make choices. Um, so that, you know, the real no-fly zone for me is, is these petroleum-based products. So things like polyester, nylon, acrylic, uh, spandex, lycra. Um, yeah, this is, you know, if, if you can avoid, try to avoid this. Uh, unfortunately, this is what most of our clothing is currently made out of. 
so like I said, the, the oil industry and the clothing industry are, are, are really linked together, right? So we're, we're, when we're buying clothing, we're, we're often supporting, you know, big, big oil. Um, is there anything else to cover in here? So yeah, ni nice cheat sheet, but, but this is like really simplifying things. There's a lot of like nuances in here, and it's just important for you to, you know, ask questions. If you're not sure what you're buying, just try to ask the question. Likely the person you're buying it from probably doesn't have the answer, but maybe that'll push that question further up the chain. Maybe we can see some change that way. Okay, so th this is just gonna, uh, yeah, kind of like nail home that point of, of, of why we should avoid polyester. And, um, uh, you know, a lot of us, I think now are, are used to like, not taking the plastic bags or, or, or plastic straws or things like that. Like, we don't want to see that in our waterways and so forth. Uh, however, the, the, the plastic that we're wearing, like the polyester clothing and so forth, um, well, let's play the video. We can see what's, you know, they'll show us what's happening with that. Yeah. What do we think when you hear the word polyester? 70s leisure suits? Sweaty smelling dress shirts? That's what polyester used to be. These days, everybody wears it. Yoga pants, fleeces, even underwear. All made from synthetic fabrics like polyester. More polyester means more demand for the stuff used to make polyester. But you don't have to use new stuff to make it. Some companies are making polyester out of old stuff, plastic bottles in fact. Every day, the world grows with billions and billions of plastic bottles. That's a problem. Of course, the real solution is that we all use less plastic. But it's cool that even while we work to reduce plastic, some companies are turning trash into stuff we actually like. Drink it, drop it in the bin, take it to a recycling factory, chop it up, eat it, wear it, wash it, wear it again, wash it again. Seems like a great solution, right? But don't worry, when we look closer, there are some real problems with this. The big problem is that some people might be encouraged to use more disposable plastic if they think it's being recycled safely. But there's also a little problem, a micro problem that's adding up to one big mess. Every time you wash synthetic fabrics, whether they're made from recycled bottles or brand new materials, super tiny pieces of plastic called microfibers wash off and slow down the drain. Up to hundreds of thousands each wash. The older our clothes get, the worse the problem can become. Yikes! These fibers are so tiny, water treatment plants don't catch them all, so they wind up in rivers, lakes, and even the ocean. When they reach the ocean, they act like sponges, sucking up other pollutants around them. They're like little toxic bombs full of motor oil, pesticides, and industrial chemicals that end up in the bellies of fish, and eventually in the bellies of us. It's gross. It's already estimated there are 1.4 million trillion in our oceans. That's like 200 million microfibers for every person on the planet. These are some serious downsides to what looked like a good solution. Time for these creative companies to go back to the drawing board. Because while we can wash our clothes less or avoid buying synthetic clothing, we can't solve the problem without them. And if we want these companies to make it a top priority, they need to hear from you. Let's find a real solution to make our clothes safe in the environment. <laughs> Safe for the ocean and safe for us.
<laughs> um, I wish Aaron was still here and his wife, Ratna, I think that, that's her name. <laughs> was it 2014? A group of us got together, Sika employees, and we created a new vision stage for the company. Sika existed, even better than we found it. I don't have a story about like my dad or grandpa t telling me that when I was young, but um, yeah, anyways, it's a great vision statement. I think they did a good job there too. Uh, so when we created that, we realized a lot of our products actually didn't fall in line with that. In a lot of ways, we were producing things. So we, we put a few lines in the sand, um, what, one of which was we were gonna uh, move all of our production uh, back to Canada, our clothing production back to Canada. Um, two was we were going to focus on natural fibers, uh, mainly uh, certified organic cotton and wool. And then uh, three, we were going to stop making products uh, with blends. We're going to avoid that at all costs. When you make a product with a, like a blend of multiple fibers, it makes it really hard to uh, recycle at the end of its life. So that was a big change for us. Uh, and something you can look out for too, like try to buy something that's 100% because you may be able to recycle it down the road. Um, and then four, you know, if we, if we had to use polyester, we were gonna use recycled polyester. And I say that because um, right now there's certain products that you may need that you're not gonna have an alternative, you know? If you want to go to Antarctica, you know, the only jacket you can get will be made out of polyester. So, um, however, you know, when we're talking like your average day t-shirt, there's there's no point of not buying the organic cotton, 100% organic cotton t-shirt. You don't need polyester in your t-shirt. You don't need it in your dress shirt. You don't need it in your sweater. You don't, you know, so uh, think, think about that. Um, so, Making changes like this to your supply chain is not is not an easy task. And uh, in 2015, uh, the, these changes almost had us going out of business. However, we persevered through this, and by 2016, we, we reached some of those goals, those those lines in the sand, and we, we had moved all of our production back to Canada. We stopped using, you know plans with polyester and it started using only God certified organic cotton and so forth. Last year we threw away uh, 10.5 million tons of it, and um, I can't even picture what that looks like. And then I thought, well, a grizzly bear is like a, a half ton, and then I was like, well, that's 20 million grizzly bears, you know. I, and but I can't even picture 20 million grizzly bears. Um, however, it's not it's not really the point. Um, I just like this photo. Um, but the point is, uh, we're throwing all this stuff away, and uh, it, it's possible that we could be using that to create new products with, instead of just landfilling it. I think there was uh, 
is Felix still here? Uh, you know, chop, chopsticks, going into the landfill. Well, there's, you know, there's the same amount of wood. You may have noticed a lot of textiles there when you're visiting uh, in Vancouver. Um, so uh, another way you look at it is that's each of us throwing away 70 pounds of clothing a year. <laughs> this is a ridiculous amount. Uh, so, so this is what we see next, and this is what we're working on right now. We're, we're working with a scientist uh, at the University of Victoria to help take uh, cotton that, that's reached the end of its life, like a t-shirt that you just, no one's going to buy this at a thrift store. Uh, how do we turn that cotton in, in, into a new fiber? Like instead of cutting down trees, can we you know, use this old t-shirt and turn it into a new t-shirt? So this is what we're working on right now. Um, they, uh, well, they, a lot of people have said this isn't like something that's possible, um, but uh, you know I think that that's always just been motivation to me. Even when we started uh, a surf brand in Canada, they were like, "You're crazy!" You know, 15 years ago that was mental. Nobody does that. That's for California and Australia and so forth. But you know, now you look at Tofino and it's. Malibu of the North. You know? <laughs> um, so I just say, we'll see. Uh, and so, yeah, the conscious consumer is the most powerful consumer there is. So you asked me to say that the, the change that I wanted to see, and the change that I wanted to see is that, that people actually knew what they were wearing. So, yeah, that's it. Big thanks to our sponsors, On-Site Equipment, My City Pictures, and Van Urban Timber. For more information, visit thechangechats.com. <laughs>